Welcome to the Get Sacred Podcast. I'm your host, intuitive life coach, Melissa Elysian, and I'm here to teach you how to create more money, more love, and more sacred success. If your inner goddess is ready to create a lusciously abundant and pleasure-filled life, you're in the right place. So today's going to be about money. We're going to be talking about making room in your finances for more wealth creation. Hey, Ricky. Oh, man, it would be so... I miss you. Hey. (laughs) Um, And so we're going to be talking about money and making room for more money, making room for more wealth creation energetically in your space and um, physically in your space, right? So this is not just about like how do you actually make more money? This is how you energetically clear room in your life so that you can create more wealth so that so that money flows more easily for you so that you have a better relationship with it so that things are easy. Um and keep it and 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 simple and feel free flowing and it doesn't feel blocked and it doesn't feel stressful. And there are easy things that you can do so that that happens so that you can feel that way. Very simple things and I'm going to talk about a few of them today and I bet you as you implement them, you will feel a lightness to you. You'll also feel yourself getting disconnected from stuff that stresses you out in your money situation, stuff that's just sapping your energy when it comes to your finances. But before that, let's just like take a breath, take a deep breath in and remember who the fuck you are, right? You're a queen, you're a high priestess, you're an empress, you are a king. I got some kings on my live right now. You are a high priest. Um, and you are always supported and you are always guided. So just like take that in for a second and remember who you are. And then let's just dive into the first thing that I think you should do if you're wanting to create more flow and free up energy in your finances is clean out your wallet. Like sincerely organize the money in your wallet, get rid of uh, old cards that you don't use anymore. Get rid of pay- receipts that you don't need anymore. Stop crunk- like crumpling up your dollar bills and just throwing trash into your wallet. Your wallet is a sacred safe space for how you receive and how money flows in and out of your life. So it should be maintained as such. So what I want you to do is like dive in there and see what kind of nonsense is in there. You probably have old business cards from people that you're never going to call or meet. <laughs> or stay in touch with. You probably have old cards for businesses that you don't affiliate with anymore. I want you to make up space. Hey, Jesse. I want you to make space even in your wallet, just so that your wallet is, uh, you know, so your wallet really symbolizes how your finances are working, right? So that if, so that when you look into your wallet, when you go and you make a purchase it's not cluttered you're not di- you're not digging looking for stuff you can find what you need easily because the energy flow in that space is clear it's smooth it's abundant right put all your dollar bills in order i love to leave a 100 dollar bill in my wallet cuz it just i don't know it just makes me feel good um get it nice and clean and organized hey skylar um and just kind of release any anxiety that happens when you're going to make a purchase so that you're not digging through things. So things are so easy and nice and organized. And it's so that it represents what you feel like for your finances. Use that space to create a sacred relationship with your money. Um, 
Another thing that I highly recommend that you do is you get organized in your finances with your paperwork. So what I do for all my financial paperwork is everything is together, right? But I definitely have had times where like one bill is on this table and another thing is on a desk and my financial statements for my insurance is in one corner of the house and whatnot. And so I'm bumping into these things unexpectedly throughout the day. And things are just like making me uncomfortable if I don't know where my paperwork is, if I don't know um, what is even going on in my finances, it makes me feel unaware and disorganized. So what I like to do is keep everything together, keep everything nice and organized, get rid of all of the paperwork that you don't need anymore, hold on to the things that you do need and find a way to keep it organized because it will give you the sense that your finances are organized, right? It will give you an awareness instead of um, bumping into this stuff and like running into a bill like, oh shit, I didn't pay this bill that you just randomly found on a desk. You will have the sense that all of your stuff is in order and organized. You will know how to find it and you won't feel flustered. Doing this stuff seems like really like physical doesn't matter, but energetically, it really changes the way that you look at your money. When everything is in the same place, when everything is organized, um, when you're going to deal with, when you're going to deal with it, when you're going to manage it, when you're going to handle it, it's so much easier. You don't have to be in a straight, a, a place of stress or frustration about it. Another thing that I think is a really, really great thing to do, especially if you have debt, is to get your debt organized. And when I say get your debt organized, I don't mean pay off your debt or like have a master plan for your debt. I mean, literally just know what you owe. Like, even if the choice that you're making about the debt is that you can't pay it right now, it's more helpful for you to know like, hey, when I can handle it, all of the stuff that I need to handle it is together. And right now the choice is that it's not getting handled. Like that's real talk. For me, because I have student loan debts and I have other things that I purchased and whatnot, I don't have any type of negative feeling about my debt, but it is so much simpler for me if I'm making choices about how I'm paying it, like, okay, this is my priority, that I feel empowered, that I'm doing that, that I'm actually making the choice about how I'm addressing it and that I know I can do it with ease. Um, that's a good question. Kind, uh, talking. How do I plan on tackling debt? I'm going to talk about debt in a little bit because I want to talk about, um, well, I'll talk about it right now. So in regards to debt, I definitely think you need to be aware of what you owe, right? I think it's important for you to just like gather the pieces of paper, get the last statement of whatever thing that you have a debt for and figure out what you owe, put everything on a piece of paper and just know, just knowing, even if you're, even if you're not ready to do anything about it or you can't do anything about it, just knowing what it is and having that awareness puts you in a more powerful place. You don't have to feel, you shouldn't feel powerless. All of the debts that you have are choices, and I don't have any regret about any of the debt that I have, right? Any debt that I have paid for uh, lifestyle choices that I've made, paid for education that I've had. So, you know, especially right now, I'm in my 30s, just about everyone I know in their 30s who um, has some type of student loan debt. It's just pretty common, It's just pretty common right now, given the situation with uh, the American finances and this bubble around student loan debt. 
And there's so many people I know who have shame about their debt because they're in debt with several hundred thousand dollars of debt or whatnot. It doesn't really matter how much debt. People have a tendency to have shame around debt, and I really don't believe in that. I feel like I made choices about the education that I wanted to get. And yeah, maybe if I maybe if I knew more then when I made the choice, I would make different choices. But that's besides the point. I'm living the life that I have now because of the debt that I choose to have. I don't have any resentment to myself for choosing to invest in myself. I'm not, I re, I'm refusing to do that. I'm not, I'm not open to that idea that I'm going to feel, um, resentful about investing in myself. Yes, there, yes, if you're currently without debt and you need to make choices about student loans, then I implore you to get really great advice about how to do it because there are wiser ways to do it than I did it. But now looking back, I don't have any regrets about choosing to invest in myself and in my future. And everything that I have in my life now has trickled, you know, not everything, but I, there are things in my life now that come from that. So I'm not going to feel guilty about it. What I'm going to do is just pay it happily instead of miserably or feeling shame about it. I'm refusing to do that. And I think from that space, you're... Shame is not a really great place to tackle it because it feels so overwhelming. Shame is not a powerful place, period. Um, I don't know how you can make a really good plan about tackling your doubt from a place of shame, right? Um, because I'm not looking at my debt as uh, like a, you know, like it, a cage or whatever or a jail is, is the way that I can think about my finances freely and come up with creative ways to solve the problems. That might solve, like solve financial problems related to paying with the debt, and it's not really a problem for me. I'm really happy that I got the student loan debt that I had. It created for me uh, a wonderful career in nursing, and my career in nursing, in turn, is what has allowed me to invest in my coaching. I do what I do today because of all of the decisions that I made before, and so I don't have any shame about it. And I implore you to let go of shame related to debt. And find out what you owe so that you don't have to feel overwhelmed. Well, so that you don't have to feel like completely out of control. And make a choice about what you're going to do. If you're not going to do anything about it, just decide. I'm not dealing with this right now. And when you're ready to do with it, decide to do it the way that you feel like you can. I just want to see. Yes, 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 yes. We have the power to change it. Absolutely. And the most important thing about debt is you have the power to change how you feel about it. Like take the negative connotation off of debt, right? Like years ago, people who were 30 years old, what they like, uh, I probably more people had debt relating to home ownership than they did have about student loan debt. But I don't think there was the shame. I just don't think that we need the shame. I don't think it serves us. So whatever debts you have, instead of feeling shame about it, accept it as a part of your your life, your teaching, your experience, and, and have gratitude for what it gave you and move on and acknowledge it, know it, don't hide from it. Hey, Mario, don't hide from it. Free yourself from uh, feeling shame about any of the debts you have. A place of shame is not how you're going to be able to clear that. Even if you did, I don't. I can't imagine. It would probably feel terrible. I don't plan to pay off of all of my debt in a feeling of shame and feeling terrible about it. I'm just not doing it. I refuse. 
I, instead I have a lot of gratitude. I have gratitude for my student loan debt. I have gratitude for my car note that I'm paying. I have gratitude for those things. I appreciate the fact that I have the ability to have that and that I was willing to invest in myself for those things. I'm worthy of all of those things. All right. Um, so what else? So what do we talk about? We've talked about clearing your wallet. We talked about making sure that your finances, financial documents are in order, right? Putting things in a similar place, getting them organized so that it's easy to address your finances so that you don't feel cluttered and disorganized when you do do it. Hey, Amanda. Um, and we're and I also want you to look at the kinds of accounts that you have. Do you have accounts where you're paying for stuff that you don't need? And I don't mean like you're paying for stuff that um, people think is a waste of money. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about things where you're letting actually, you're actually letting people take your money for stuff that you don't want, things that don't serve you. You need to let go of those things. You need to remove those things. You need to simplify those things. I mean, one of the things that I've just been doing lately is I used to have lots of accounts because it helped me to stay organized with the kinds of different payments that I was making. But right now that doesn't feel good to me anymore and it doesn't serve me and it feels like clutter. And so the purpose of getting rid of these accounts that no longer serve you things that you're not paying for, um, like gym memberships that you're not going to and other things like that, or even places where, or places or organizations where you're giving that you don't want to be giving is that it creates a clutter for you, right? It creates a mental clutter. It's something that you think about. It's something that you see. You're getting the statements. You're seeing it on your, your statements that you're paying for it, but it doesn't serve you. And you can feel that it's wasting your time. You can feel that it's wasting your energy, even if you don't acknowledge it every single time that it happens. So what I highly recommend is getting rid of stuff, looking like grab one of your bank statements and look to see, is there something that I'm paying for monthly that I actually don't give up about? And it's just, it's just a sap. It's just a drain. You don't need to be wasting your money that way, but you also energetically are saying that you're not mindful of your finances. You're not paying attention to what's going on. You kind of are just like, it doesn't mean anything. And that's just not true. Um, or at least I don't think it should be true. If if this is an area, if you want more in, if you want to be ha if you want to have a life where you have more financial flow, um, I definitely think that being aware of what's going on is key. Having it be organized is helpful for you to address it, and making sure that there aren't places where you're just kind of letting it waste. Right. And I don't, and when I say waste, waste is defined by stuff that's not serving you and it's not useful to you. Like if you're spending a bunch of money on something that other people don't value, I don't care. Like that doesn't matter. It's really about the things that aren't serving you that you're actually paying for is for me, energetic waste. It's financial waste and it's energetic waste. You're paying attention to it when you see it. Um, it creates excess clutter in your finances that you don't need when you want to create flow, when you want things to be easy, when you want things to be simple and clear, and you want it to expand. Um, I'm just checking my notes to see if there's anything else I wanted to talk about. So we talk about debt. We talk about beliefs about debt, letting go of that, letting go of any feelings of shame that you have about debt. Um, and then another thing that I think that is important for making room for more in your finances is letting go of some of your money beliefs. Now, that's like a big topic. I could probably do an entire, I don't know, a whole course on, on money beliefs 
and limiting beliefs around money. But I think a simple one that's easy to do that is a really great place to start is try to go back to a memory that you have as a child of a situation where you learned something about money that really doesn't serve you, that gave you like a negative idea of yourself and money, your relationship to money, or that money itself is bad, and see if you can rewrite it. And so to give you an example of this, I'm going to tell you a story of how when I was in elementary school, I just remember one day like bringing in a lot of change because I wanted to buy a particular snack. And I remember another classmate um, when she saw all of the change that I had, I don't remember how much I had, but it, like my hands were like full of change. She was, she said something to, and I had a lot of pennies too. She said something to the effect of like, I, you can't buy anything with that. And it was only as an adult that I realized that she made me feel like, um, yes, exactly, Ricky, we're getting to the root cause of things that would show up later in my adult life. She made me feel like my money wasn't good enough. And it wasn't until I like actually sat down with that memory that I thought of how that impacted me through my life. So having somebody made me, having someone or having an experience that made me feel like my money wasn't good enough made me feel shame around money. And so I can remember even getting into my early adulthood and in situations where um, I should have either asked for help with regards to my finances or get advice with my finances, instead of doing that, instead of reaching out, instead of getting a financial advisor, I wanted to hide it. I wanted to hide my money. I wanted to hide my shame around my money. I just assumed, oh, yes, this person helps people with money. But what if, if I show them what's going on with my money, then I'm going to be really embarrassed and I'm going to be ashamed and like, I shouldn't do that. Um, that has had many implications in my life. And it's something that I definitely had to work through. But clearing that is like such a great relief, right? So I don't have to be afraid of showing up. If I'm in a situation where I'm like, I'm really not sure what I should do with in this financial decision, instead of me hiding it, I'm willing to show some, show it to people. I'm willing to get advice. I'm willing to go to an advisor and be like, I don't, I, can you help me with what I just decided to do um, with my money? So back to you, if you can go and try to remember a memory that you might have from kid that from as a child that had a negative um, effect on your relationship with money or your feelings about money and kind of look at it and ask God to help you to see the story differently, right? That's one of the things that I think is amazing about life is that even though we've gone through, no matter what we've gone through, there's still the ability in every moment to see things differently. So ask God to see, ask God if you, you can have some help in seeing that story differently um, and change, and so that you can change your mind and the things that it's made you believe in the behaviors that it's given you based on that experience. For me, seeing that differently made me realize that, um, now that I look back on that childhood story, what it means to me is that I don't need other people to think anything about my relationship or choices about money, right? People's beliefs or views on how I use my money is irrelevant or what they think of my financial situation is irrelevant. It's you, so because the, at the end of the day in that story, my money was perfectly fine, right? It was still just as valuable as whatever bill she was going to use to pay her 
for, for whatever she was going to pay for. And so what I now take from that story is that I don't need to be concerned about what other people think about my finances or how I use my money or how I spend my money or how I save my money or how I invest my money or what's going on in my finances, period. It's really for me. <laughs> it's really for me. And I'm the only one who gets to judge that. Because if I had believed her, then I wouldn't have been able to, um, you know, use it. But it's money. Of course I could use it. In that story, I had change. It wasn't unworthy of anything at all. And if I was still in that belief today, then, oh, well, what a mess. That wouldn't be useful <laughs> to me at all. So, um, see what you can remember. See if there's one thing that you can remember. Ask God to help you to see it differently. Take a look at maybe the possible things that it made you believe about money and the ways that it's had you, the ways that it's impacted the way that you use your money and relate to your money. And then ask God to help you rewrite a story and give you new ways of seeing money through the fact that you've reevaluated and reassessed that story. Okay, so. <laughs> Man, I talk so fast sometimes. <laughs> so this is making room for more. And this is this training today is about money. And what we're doing is, yes, Ricky, we're addressing the conscious and the subconscious thoughts about money by clearing things up. And so the advice that I gave is first to clear out your wallet and to consider it a space, sacred space, a sacred representation of what's going on in your finances. Get rid of the receipts, get rid of the things that you don't need in there, make it nice and clean and get rid of cards that you're no longer using. Make it easy to go in there, make it a delight to go and get your money, to get your cards, to use your money, um, to receive money and put it in there. Second, I want you to like Take a look at all your financial paperwork, get them all in the same place and create peace with all of it, right? Instead of it being chaos, one thing's over there, one thing's over there, the other thing is over there, put everything together, get organized, get the latest statements of stuff, get rid of the stuff you don't need, know where everything is so that when you want to address it, when you need to go into your finances, when stuff needs to get sorted out, it's easy and simple. It doesn't feel cluttered and burdensome. You don't have to dread it because you already know things are in order. Get your debts in order, regardless of what you're doing with them, whether you're paying them off really quickly and soon, or you're it's going to be a slow, long journey, or you're not ready to pay them at all. Know what they are and make a decision about what you're planning to do, being in acceptance of that and um, be empowered about your decision. Know that everything will happen in its time when it needs to happen, when you want it to happen, when it's supposed to happen, but make it clear and easy for yourself. Get rid of any shame that you have about debt. Have gratitude for the things that you have because of your debt. Have gratitude for what it's allowed you. Pay it back with gratitude. Pay it back with gratitude. Ask God for guidance. If, you, if you're wanting to release it from your life, ask God for guidance on how, if you're not sure how. And um, definitely just let go of that guilt. Transform it into gratitude if you can, because you can. <laughs> and then also take a look at some of your money beliefs. And I highly recommend the first thing you do is just look at one of your memories from your youth that you can remember that left you with a negative uh, memory or relationship or habit around money and clear it. And those are my few things for making room for more money in your life.
Hey, I want to make sure that you're in the loop. Next week on March 7th at 10 a.m., I'm going to be holding a virtual workshop called Clear Your Money Drama and Trauma. What we're going to be doing in this workshop is the inner work that creates outer wealth. So in real time, I'm going to help you clear your money blocks through guided meditations and energy medicine. We're going to be working on releasing debt shame, regret and worry from debt or past financial mistakes or spending that you really didn't feel aligned with. We're going to let go of that stuff and clear it. And I'm going to help you change your mindset in a way that empowers you spiritually to feel like you know how to spend and save and share your money with spiritual wisdom and with confidence. I want you to know that it is absolutely within you to create more and to bring more money into your life. And to do that, I know the work required is letting go of limiting beliefs, letting go of stories that tell us we can't do it, letting go of not feeling worthy to receive it. And that is what I want you to show up to this workshop to do. So if you are feeling called to doing that work because you know that what I'm saying is true, the work is required. What I want you to do is go to melissaelysian.com forward slash money to claim your spot. This is going to be a powerful, powerful workshop. And what I really want for you and for everyone who joins is not only for you to clear the blocks that we work on in the sessions, but I really want you to walk away with tools so that you can continue to do that in your own life. What I've learned from my own experience is at every level, at every level of expansion, I'm required to do a lot of the same work. And I'm so grateful for the love and time and attention that I put into doing this work for myself. I have the tools and I want you to have the tools. I want you to be able to do this on your own. I want you to be ready for your next step and to feel and to have an awareness that, hey, like what's holding me back right now? And then I want you to be able to actually know how to answer that question and how to do something about it. So if you want to leave with some tools so that you can do that, at any point in your life, but you also want to in real time clear some shit that is in your way right now, again, go to melissaelysian.com forward slash money and sign up for clear your money drama and trauma. It is going to be a powerful and sacred session with me. I'm really looking forward to it and I'm so happy I'm doing it now. I wish I had done it sooner. All right. I hope to see you there.